0: right good evening today is wednesday april 28th and we are studying the big book of alcoholics anonymous this week's chapter and step step one and we're in there is a solution on page 17 of the fourth edition of the big book of alcoholics anonymous my name is susan i'm a recovered compulsive overeater and here we go Okay, just to briefly qualify, because some of you I know, some of you I don't know. Am I able to share my screen to show you what it looked like when, oh, host disabled participant sharing. Okay, now I can do it. I just want to show you, of course now it doesn't show up, hold on, what it looked like when I was trying to find the solution. Okay, let's see if it'll work now. Uno momento, por favor. Okay, so this is Susan trying to find the solution, throwing money at people. I know some of you have seen these over again, okay? So this is what it looks like when I am really, really seeking, when I own this book for 16 years, and I'm looking for the solution, the right day of the week, anything other than read this book, anything. Nothing is working. And then you can see what I look like today, but there's what I look like. Okay, we're done with that. Um, And I would have kept on seeking and seeking if God didn't speak very loudly to me one day through all of you. Um, First of all, Amy, thank you so much for inviting me to share. Thank you for this meeting. Thank you for those of you who made time to come here this evening. Um, and let's go. So step one, honesty, right? That that's the principle of it. So we've gone through the doctor's opinion. We've gone through Bill's story. And from those two chapters, Bill now has a solution that he's come to share with us. And it has, and I'll say this in every chapter, if I, whatever I speak on, it has some of my favorite pieces in here that really speak to me. Can you believe this line? Um, and what always stands out for me is these men and women were once as hopeless as Bill. And I know that I ate like Bill drank. I used all of those methods. I was reading through it with somebody yesterday who's here, and it was just laughing, however many times I've read it. And, you know, there's Lois going out to work. They have no money. He's stealing money from her person. He's still trying to find somewhere in the headboard to hide his gin so that was me at 250 pounds you know just crying all the time miserable banging my head what is wrong with you what is wrong with you and i just couldn't stop eating still looking for the solution and you know we are people who normally wouldn't mix and now you know through zoom and through the pandemic You're all over the world and I can't wait to meet you. And some of you are coming and some of you I talk to every day and through outside issue of an exercise bike, I'm able to work out with you and see your face. And there's just so much fun and fellowship here. So please don't miss out on that. And, you know, this always reminds me, you know, I always compare this as I'm sure most of us do to the Titanic. And, you know, if I was drowning, I wouldn't care what you look like what color your hair was, what color your eyes was, how much money you had in your bank account. I don't want to die. And yet when I kept on coming in and out of these rooms for 16 years, you know, thank goodness I was safe and protected because I was just killing myself looking for the solution, whether it be men, whether it be shopping, all of those things, all that frothy emotional appeal that it talks about as we go on in here. And, you know, it talks about an illness of this sort. And, it re- and I just couldn't believe that. And when I first read the doctor's opinion, I was like, oh, okay. So I'm not stupid because I just can't stop eating that because I didn't think I was. I, I wasn't a straight A student in school, but I got through. I did move to America with a suitcase and come here. Granted, I had somewhere to live, but, you know, I've done pretty well here. So it's not about the right day of the week. I have a manifestation of analogy, and once I start, I can't stop. And the only thing that will help me is to have an entire psychic change. So now we've read how Bill's gotten to that point. And you know, it talks about fierce resentment. Oof, I would have told you I didn't have that. I did. I had horrible thoughts in my fret in my head, lots of jealousy, lots of envy. Um, and you know sad parents I know that this was a big deal in my house you know my dad would always throw things at me or try to you know do you want to try this do you want to try that you know all those things on page 20 in that first third paragraph you know why don't you try doing this and if you don't eat for this amount of time and if you do this and maybe if you don't weigh and maybe if you do weigh and Insanity, right? Unmanageability. Unmanageability, which is the second part of step one that I didn't want to admit because I thought you were saying I didn't make my bed and I did. I thought you were saying I didn't brush and floss, but I did. Nobody said that, but this is what happens when you're inside your head looking for the solution. It will throw all these different ideas at you and none of them are right and they just continue on with the insanity And it's progressive and it keeps on going and going and I'm getting fatter and I'm getting thinner and I'm getting fatter again. Non-stop that cycle went. I lost a hundred pounds between five and 10 times. If I go back in my diet history, I could get the exact amount. I like to be a winner. I don't want to fail. I want the ribbon that you're offering. I want the cheers. I want the accolades. I want to feel like I have arrived. And it just wasn't, it just didn't work though. It just didn't work for a girl like me who needs to have an entire psychic change, she needs to be spiritually awakened with, you know, I just don't know what. And then, you know, it says here, the ex problem drinker who has found the solution, who is properly armed with facts about himself. So I need to work with somebody who has the result of having had- If there's a break in what I was saying, it's because my internet just went down. Um, Okay, so hold on, let me gather my thoughts here. Um, One of the things that really, really helped me here was that throughout this book, they continue to tell me precisely how they have recovered. There are no secrets, I don't have to wait a year for next season. I don't, you know, like Game of Thrones, I don't have to keep wondering if he's writing another book, is it ever going to happen? Here it is, right? It's right here, mine has a cover on it. It's all here, it's all I need to know, this design for living that works. I can just tell you that when my internet did just freeze, the old me probably would have just been hysterical and gone nuts and I just sat here thinking, this is fun, okay, and I just patiently waited I didn't throw anything. I didn't stamp my feet. It just kept on going, right? I was actually laughing. I was thinking the figures right now. Anyway, so I know that I can't be bargained with. I can't do any of the things that it says on page 20. And I know for me, I'm a real food addict. I eat addictively. I don't eat compulsively. I eat to kill myself, even though I would never have told you that's what I was doing. I just couldn't stop. And any little thing that you did to pee me off, I would eat at you. I just didn't have those tools for living. I was raised in a very, very loud house. My mother was a food addict. I got my first diet pills when I was about 13 years old. I went and asked for them and I learned how to starve with her. And there was always a reward at the end of it. So those were the behaviors that I grew up with. My mum went from being anorexically thin to morbidly obese and she died morbidly obese on her own. And it's very, very sad ending. And it talks about how at some stage of our eating careers, drinking careers, we lose all control once he starts to drink. And I always say normal people don't buy a cone and think a couple of gallons is a good way to transition to having an extra little bit. They don't think that, oh, that slice was nice. Maybe I'll have a couple of loaves. But I have a craving. I'm biologically compulsed. I just can't stop. And he has a positive genius for getting tighter. Exactly. Thank you. Um, Just give me five more, Kelly, and we'll see where we are. You know, an important decision must be kept or an engagement kept. I would diet so hard if I was going home to see my family, if I had a party to go to, I always bought the smaller dress to get into. And the day came, and normally I hadn't been able to stay stopped. So I'd be taking diuretics, I'd be taking diet pills. If there was something illegal I could put out my nose, I did it. And I'd get to the party and I would be so uptight that by the time I got home, I had to undo whatever I was wearing because I mean, I literally couldn't breathe. And I can tell you, I couldn't go to the bathroom because I wouldn't be able to lie down on the floor and do the zip up again if I was wearing trousers. This is no way to live, right? But it was. So, you know, on all of the other pages, it starts to tell us that these observations would be academic and pointless if our friend never took the first drink. So how do I not take the first drink? And it says here, and so this took me from going to my first meeting in 1982. I wouldn't tell you I was a solid member of this fellowship because that would be a lie, I wasn't. For 16 years, I made sure you were all okay and still smiling and was very aggravated that you were. I came in and out for all those years and in August, a day at a time, I'll have 22 years. So there's a big discrepancy, right? A big discrepancy. My weight stays the same. I don't have any COVID-15 or anything that people are talking about. Some of you have seen me regularly. Same clothes, same stuff. My work clothes that I haven't had to put on for over two years, they all still fit. Because today I have a relationship with a power greater than myself that I choose to call God. Now God has to be the centerfold and I'm in the center of the herd in this fellowship with all of you. And I've allowed you to get to know me I stopped remaining terminally unique and saying, but, 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 and if, if, if. I had to stop talking. I had to let go of all of my old ideas. And of course, the paragraphs that we all love on page 24, for reasons yet obscure, they tell me I have lost the power of choice in drink. Who wants to hear that? It's just food, right? but I lost the power to make wise decisions. When it came to the food, the decisions I made made me insane. And then I lost judgment in regular situations. So I know what an apple is. I know what an orange is. I can make a decision on which one of them I like because they don't do anything for me. But if you're offering me cold this or cold that, I just want both. Why do I have to make a decision, right? I can take a lot of action. I can go on many, many diets. I can enroll in gyms, but I never ever made a decision and I never knew how to. So, you know, this was definitely me. I had so many threadbare ideas, right? I always think of old carpet when I used to go to my grandma's house or something, you know. but that doesn't really happen today. People change out their carpets it's beyond repair, right? Thread there is is beyond repair. Kind of like somehow some of my trousers used to look where my thighs used to rub together. They couldn't be fixed. They couldn't be fixed. And again, it won't burn me this time. I'll just, oh, that was only a hundred dollars. Let me give you a thousand. That trainer only costs $50. Let me give you $5. $5. five. Okay, so I'm just going to end with this, that here, and I didn't get to Appendix Two, but what I've had here is an emotional rearrangement. And please don't miss out on reading Appendix Two because the word change is, it's it's the hope, you know, that's it, that's the star of the show, change. I thought there was nothing I needed to do to change. I thought all of you did, right? The actor, the stage, and it never came off right. And I carried on jaywalking and jaywalking until one day the pain was great enough that I let you take my hand, and as Bill says in his story, how dark it is before the dawn. And it had to get really, really dark. And then when that knock came at my door, it was really loud and I heard it. And it says, we have found much of heaven and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we have not yet dreamed. And the great fact is just this and nothing less that we have had deep and effective spiritual experience experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, towards our fellows and towards God's universe. And I love where it says, our creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. What I didn't realize was I was breaking my heart in two and I came here and you helped me fix my heart. You loved me until I could love myself. And that's why I always give back what you've given to me. And if any of you, you feel like your heart is breaking today, call me after the meeting, whenever you want, because I know that your heart too can be healed. So Amy, thank you again so much. And I'm going to go back to my script, okay. Um, Do we stop the recording now? Okay, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. If you came on late, there is a solution. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Would Kelly please set a timer for three minutes once we start. And as I'm a co-host, I'm happy to help you Amy with that. So who would like to share some wisdom with us? Amy would. I actually want to ask a question. Hi,
1: Amy B. Very grateful, um, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Thank you everyone for doing service. Thank you everyone for being here tonight. Susan, thank you so much for your, your time, your service and your wisdom on the topic of there is a solution. I love how you always say there is a solution. And um, I'm so glad to get you, to hear you share on the steps, um, this chapter specifically. But I wanna ask about, you brought up the phrase, lost the power of choice in drink. And it's no, there are no coincidences. I was actually discussing that very phraseology today on an outreach call. Losing the power of choice in terms of, basically I'm asking, or I'm implying that like, it's not just in what we eat, it's how we behave and how we live our lives. Would you expand on losing the power of choice and
0: how that gives us freedom in our lives? Thank you. So AA's definition of, uh, OA's definition of abstinence is to abstain, obtain, maintain to walk towards a normal body weight and it also talks about our behaviors with food and in life. So when I put down the food and when I give up all of the subscriptions, I no longer wish to manage and control all of you and I'm allowing God in and if you are new, don't worry, this takes a while. It says being restored to sanity. And step one is the only step where you have to take 100% admission. It's the only one. All the rest of them it tells us it's progress, not perfection. So I lost that power of control and yet I gained God-centered control for me. So obviously I go in the kitchen, I cook my food, I'm committing it, I'm doing it, I have a choice. You want fish or do you want chicken? Okay, so there's things like that, but it's the insanity that I've lost, that I've lost, so I have no more choice in that. And by getting in the center of the herd here and by creating this fellowship that I never knew I craved, I don't have to make insane decisions. I don't have to, as Lewis always says, you know, hit my head over, you know, hit my head with a hammer. My life isn't as disturbing anymore because I'm starting to share it with others, not for you to feel sorry for me, but I'm identifying with other people and seeing that I'm not the only one. So, you know, I have the choice. I pick up the tools. I precisely do what that lantern on my path told me to do. So I don't know if that's the explanation that you wanted, but that that's how I see it. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much, Susan.
1: And also you, if you wanted to take another few minutes to touch on the spiritual experience on appendix two uh, i i think that would be a great use of maybe like an another question and answer period so okay. i'm I forgive me everyone for, for taking I the time but. To.
0: um so i have in my book probably can't see so i have the word change you know change changes all over it and Oftentimes, when I've taken people through the big book, they go, oh, are you supposed to read what's back there? Yes, you are, so don't miss out on it. And what this is, like I said, is an emotional rearrangement, a personality change, sufficient. It's powerful to bring about recovery from alcoholism because it tells us it's manifested among us in many different forms. Now, I can't tell you... I was clearly awakened when I came to my first meeting. And even though it wasn't a white light experience, and again, a lot of you have heard me say this, but I was standing in Heathrow Airport and it was announced over the big megaphone that the flight was crowded, who wants to get off? And I knew in that moment I was done. I didn't know of OA in the UK. Obviously we all know it's there. I don't know that I would have found it. But in that moment, I was done, I was finished, I had was drunk as a skunk from eating at my sister's wedding, all of those things that I can't eat. I was in exercise clothes because nothing else fitted me and I was a mess and I came back. So maybe that was my experience, but it says again, I have to have these personality changes. And some people then, called them religious experience, but it says they must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. So, you know, they're saying it gave people that impression, but I did have to set aside everything I think I knew from that moment on that Sunday night when my first sponsor told me, Susan, if you don't tell me what you're going to eat for dinner, you won't call me back tomorrow. That in itself was an experience. God spoke to me through her and I started to change. And for the first time in a long, long time without throwing money at somebody, I was honest about my food. It started, it started. And it says that in order to recover, they must require an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness. There's an AA speaker who two of us listened to today who I love called Sandy B, he's not alive anymore. And he always talks about you either have conscious contact or conscious separation with God, which one is it to be? So again, about what we just discussed about choice, I can make that decision to be consciously connected in certain situations, or I can have conscious separation and think that I have found the solution instead of a solution to whatever is going on. And I can start to become self-will run riot, right? And, you know, it says quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is. And that's what we see in each other, right? We see the warmth from the inside out return. The light comes back in your eyes. You're not sitting in the back row when we had back rows, you know, with your hoodie on, folding your arms. And we all have friends who've done that. Suddenly, okay, I'll get there a bit earlier. There's a crack of a smile. You don't mind if I say to you, come and sit next to me instead of, oh, no, no, right? You'll return my phone call when I call you. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. I had the best trainers, the hottest trainers. I dated my trainer. It still didn't work. I took one for the team. Trust me, it didn't (laughs) work. I had to even make an amends, he was Italian, he was 6'2", trust me, I could <laughs> still did not work, if it did for you, well done, didn't for me, and then it talks again about God consciousness, but more than anything, it says, most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholics, or anything ever discussed in these meetings is possible for everyone, capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. So again, God as you understand him, Czar of the universe, creative intelligence, whatever you want to call it, we're all here because what we were doing wasn't working. That's a beginning. A few of us were on a meeting this morning nearly 200 people, there was about 10 newcomers, I'm not exaggerating, they made a beginning, they knew that what they're doing wasn't working. So if you think, I can't do this, I don't have time, your life is different to mine. You've made a beginning, you've made a phone call. That's all you have to do right now. Or you've come to a meeting, that's the hardest part. And it says, we find that no one need have any difficulty, I said any, they didn't, with the spirituality of the program. So that can become an excuse as well. Came to believe, restored to sanity, it all takes a while. Only step one, again, 100% full admission. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. I have a good note here. If you want to have a Spiritual experience, start to look for one. Hear how others found God and ask how he or she achieves it. There you go. Make phone calls and ask people. And Herb Kay, who a lot of you know, says that we spiritually awaken every day, right? And it's like a dimmer switch. Don't ever slam it shut. It might wobble a little bit. It might go up and down. But as again, keeping it on is my conscious contact with God of my understanding. And you know, this was done to me, not by me. So it takes a minute. I tried again, the solution or a solution. So now I'm going to be quiet. Does anyone want to share or have a question? You just mentioned
1: um, that quote that you read about if a person wants to know how to find God. I was just wondering if a person was looking for a workshop or a meeting on how to find God,
0: do do you know of any? Do you know, funny enough, I do, and there's one this Sunday, and you might have the flyer, How I Found God. Workshop this Sunday. A couple of our speakers are here. New Jersey Intergroup, Los Angeles Intergroup. It's going to be a fabulous affair. We're going to have a little bit of music as a warm-up. You can dance, fabulous playlist. If you came to the Joy of Living event, you heard it. It was great. Six different speakers We're going to do work your big books, have your pens. 10 till one Pacific time, one o'clock Eastern time, noon Central time, 6 p.m. GMT. And anything else in between, figure it out. (laughs) So please join us. And it really will, if you are having an issue with this part of your recovery, you can hear where six speakers, totally different backgrounds, all parts of the country, and they found their way. Uh, Kathy, I see that you're unmuted. Did you want to ask I a did. question,
2: or share? I wanted to kind of say hello. I'm Kathy. I'm a compulsive breeder in bulimic. Uh, I really can relate to the story, uh, Susan. your share. Thank you very much. I've. Uh, I've uh, been around recovery a long time, I'm a long time sober in AA, and I just haven't been able to get this with uh, the food. Uh, so for the first time ever, I was going to get a sponsor and she guided me to this meeting and uh, I'm scared, but like I usually when I'm scared, then I, I'll do the right thing, but then I'll cover it up by trying to sneak something like a yellow, some type of a yellow light food that I think I can get away with, but it's not really, it's not really being uh, clean and absent and and dealing with life on life's terms. So uh, I'm grateful to be here
0: and thank you. We're glad you're here too, Kathy. Keep coming back and take some numbers. Thank you. We have a couple more minutes. Is anybody struggling this evening would like to share? Sophie, go ahead.
3: Hi there, thanks for your, um, thanks for your message of hope. Um, everything you said was so relatable. Um, I have had a couple of good days, so I'm just grateful for that. I'm really trying to take it easy and just, um, I, so I reached out for help online and um, someone had told me to just kind of connect the dots, you know, to the next right action. So I imagine this heart and I'm just like connecting the dots on my heart to to just a loving solution, you know? Um, And sometimes the day just feels really long and there's, um, I don't know, I just know I can't do it. I love that there is a solution. There's one solution, not, you know, the solution for Tuesday or the solution for Wednesday or, um, you know, whatever it is. And so I'm just really grateful. It's a beautiful meeting. I just, you know, when it says that we have that wonderfully indescribable, indescribably wonderful understanding between us, like, it's just amazing. So thank you for letting me share and just claiming my seat.
0: We're glad you're here. We have one more minute.